Ninth Story Studios, giving story a voice. Welcome to the lift. Get ready to take a ride. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Victoria's Lift. I'm Daniel Foytek, and I thank you for listening. Today, we're presenting the fourth chapter of our special 10-part miniseries by Christopher Long, To Those Who Thrive in the Dark. This series dives deep into the mythos of Victoria's world and features Victoria facing ancient gods, fey folk, monsters, old enemies, and a certain little brother with ulterior motives. Before we get started today, a big thank you to those of you who are supporting the show. Those supporting the show at the $5 a month level and above hear these episodes first, since it's you that have made this project possible. If you're not yet supporting the show on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Victoria's Lift. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Victoria's Lift. We really do appreciate and rely upon the support of our listeners to continue making the show. This series will also be released as a novella at the end of the run, with an expanded story that takes you deeper into Victoria's world. I'm excited to announce that our resident composer, Nico Viteze, has created a limited-run audio drama podcast called Connections, in celebration of his first full album of the same name. The audio drama will include five episodes, including one written by me, and you'll also hear some voices that you know from Victoria's Lift, including Erica Sanderson, who plays Victoria's mother, David Alt, who plays Victoria's father, and me. These episodes are full audio drama experiences, similar to what we do with Victoria's Lift, so you'll enjoy rich sound design, full casts, and custom scores. Like what we do here on Victoria's Lift, these stories are about connections, choices, and hope, so I know you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll subscribe at anchor.fm forward slash we talk of dreams. If you listen on iTunes, which I know many of you do, I created a quick link for our listeners so you can find it easily. Just subscribe at victoriaslift.com forward slash connections. Now, hang on tight, and let's go for a ride into the shadows on Victoria's Lift. Chapter 4 And the Giants Slip Free by Christopher Long You ever dream you're falling? I do. I'll jump in a dream, certain I'll be okay. Only the gravity or the distance shifts, and suddenly I know I'm not going to make it. I don't spin. I don't plummet. It's not a cartoon. I'm caught in this slow, 
lurching freefall, all too aware the landing is going to hurt. Victoria had dreams like that ever since she was a little girl. She would wake up screaming and shivering. The shadows watching, the night keeping its secrets. Sometimes a parent would come and hold her tightly. Other times she would hear her little brother sniggering in the dark. When she actually fell, you think it might have stopped the fear, but it persisted, lingering behind her glowing green eyes, as if it knew it was only a matter of time. <laughs> Goodbye, little piggy. Thanks for the presents. I'll treasure it forever. She had no music box to hold on to this time as she fell through the fracturing remains of her home, the rooms crumbling and splintering into the infinite possibility which surrounded them. Victoria knew this landing was going to hurt. Got him. Good shot, Mr. S. One tries, Mr. I. Now, I wonder who our little injured damsel is. Why, I do believe it's her. Her who? The girl they're all scared of. Her? She looks like she belongs in a ruddy soap advert. Remember, appearances can be deceiving here, Mr. S. Too true, Mr. I, too true. Saved from damnation by a ruddy big tree. I dread to think what the folks back home will say. If we get back home... Now, you know, I don't approve of such talk. Sorry, Mr. S. Well, desperate times call for desperate measures. If this really is the guide, then we need to make the best of things. But she couldn't defend herself against a cat, Mr. S. I doubt she'll be much help when it comes to our current navigational concerns. I said desperate times, Mr. I. I think it's time we consider making another batch of Blood Mountain stew. Not again, Mr. S. I don't know if I could face that. Besides, there's not much meat on her. Stout heart, Mr. I. You tucked into that Sherpa, remember? He did help us see through the winter, didn't he? Exactly. Him and his whole family made quite the larder. So, let's get another little feast prepared, shall we? They had been men once. Adventurers. Pioneers. Only... Not every explorer gets to come back the conquering hero, claiming a piece of the map for their queen. Some of them are conquered by the empty spaces on their maps, leaving them with little more than restless appetites and sharp teeth. Should I get a fire lit, Mr. S? Tricky to say, Mr. I. You know how our eyes are with True, but it might ward the cats away, and raw children do leave a particularly unpleasant aftertaste. They'd found this place by accident, whilst out hunting for glory. It was only after they found a way in that they'd found themselves unable to leave. Since then, they'd been lost. Their edges blurring in the warping shadows of the building until they were winnowed down to their bleakest, 
bare bones selves. Won't be long now, will it? Before this place finally collapses. I expect not. Rotten luck, really. Still, one last good meal to fill our bellies. I suppose I better start sharpening my long knives. Where am I? Why, Mr. S, I do believe she's awake. That jam's a kitten in the spokes. Who are you? It's okay, miss. This is Mr. S. He saved you from a wild, bloodthirsty cat. Savage creature it was. No need to thank me. Can't be too careful around cats. They, they eat the dead. Why are you building a bonfire? To keep you safe and toasty, miss. There are devils running loose all around us. Here's my card. This is the Two of Diamonds. Blast! No wonder I lost that hat. You did say it was impossible, playing in the dark. I need to find my brother. My dear, you really shouldn't move. You'll be all right. You're flickering like a candle, miss. Oh, Merritt. What have you done? You need a good long lie down, miss. Preferably close to the fire. Someone in your condition needs all the rest they can get. I'm not in any condition. I need to find my brother and fix this mess. I'd be more worried about bears than brothers if I were you, miss. Bears? Shush, Mr. I. This is all my fault. I never meant for any of this to happen. I say, our meal is making itself a takeaway. After her, Mr. I. Yes, Mr. S. She could only see branches in darkness at first. Then, as her green eyes adjusted, Victoria saw ruined walls covered in seas of seething leaves. The floor carpeted in roots, doors and windows woven into the wood, bark spreading like uninvited scales. The air was choked with the thick scent of sap. She could hear the tree still growing, tearing her home apart. Stepping over roots and ducking under branches, it started to feel like she was lost in some deep, dark wood. It was hard to know where to go now the corridors and rooms were no longer a single, whole location. They were being pushed out of place or left to drift apart. The views outside every window refused to match. Some of the doors led to nowhere at all. Please do be careful, miss. I've got you. Stop fussing over me. Let me go. You really shouldn't be going off on your own. We need you to stay with us. I said let me go. Listen to Mr. I. Maybe have a sleep. You'll feel different in the morning. What's that supposed to mean? It means we can't always be there to save you from cats if you go wandering off. Cats eat the dead. But I'm not dead. No, miss. But I'm rather afraid we are. What? And your house makes us so terribly hungry, girl. Stop it! Let me go! Careful, Mr. S. Don't you see? She's nothing special now. She'll make a perfect last meal. I say... She flicked right out of your hands. A little cheat. She'd better not do that once she's cooked. Who are these people? Where are you, little girl? I want my meal. Best to show yourself, miss. You'll make it quicker if you do. Don't fraternize with the food, Mr. I. It's unbecoming. I'm still not sure I want to eat another child, Mr. S. Nonsense. You never know. 
Her death might set us free. Now, now. We both know the bear will set us all free. And what's all this about bears? They can't be talking about Merritt. He's scared of bears. They say the bear's climbing the tree to build himself a brand new kingdom. That doesn't sound good. How many times do I have to tell you, Mr. I? He's no more a bear than he's a wolf or an owl or a shepherd. Let the old fool run back to his ungodly superstitions. I want that little girl cooking on a skewer. I've never felt so hungry. It's all that time we spent lost in the dark. Hunger was different down there. Lost in the dark? They must be from the basement. That tree must have set them loose. But that means... Merit? Testing, testing. One, two, three. This is an important announcement. Anyone looking for my sister should know she's hiding on what's left of the second floor. <laughs> Warmer. Warmer. That shadow boy is mocking us again. It's a shame we can't have him for dinner. He'd probably taste like rancid shellfish or vinegar, skin and grit. You're so close now. Why is he doing this? I know you're in there, little girl. I will have my pound of flesh. Oh, damn it, child! Hold still! It looks like we have competition, Mr. S. They'll need to get past my long knives if they want the taste of our dinner. Victoria ducked around crumbling corners and cut through ruined rooms until she found the nearest branch she could reach. Then she began to climb. She had never been the best when it came to climbing trees, but what choice did she have left? I think I'm nearly on her. Good work. Don't let her... Cat! Cat! Mind your extremities! There you are. I was getting worried about you. Come on, we need to keep climbing. You've got no one to blame but yourself, Victoria. You do keep refusing to die, so it's the basement for you, all on your own, down in the dark. When I find you, Merritt, I'm going to make you wish I was an only child. Victoria tried to keep herself together as she kept climbing managing to stay ahead of the nightmares her brother had set loose. She knew she'd been saved from being broken before. She knew what it would take, but she was so tired. Her arms and legs ached. Her head felt like it was about to split open. This is hopeless. I can't tell where I'm going. I keep feeling like I'm climbing down when I'm going up. This tree doesn't make any sense. It's like we've been climbing in circles. Look at you. Who's there? We hid from you for so long. We listened to the stories about you and shook in fear. But you're just a little girl. Such a disappointment. I should warn you. I'm in no mood for lectures right now. Oh, little ghost girl. I climbed back down when I heard you coming. I thought that we would have ourselves a grand fight. But now I can see you're not even a snack between meals. I could have tricked you with a shiny toy instead of using that blind spot of a brother. Wait. You did this. You're the one they were talking about before. You're the bear. That's such a 
little name for what I used to be. But you do have to admit that you look a lot like a bear. A very large bear? All the better for climbing. Now I've got you, little beast. You'll pay for poor old Mr. I. He died without a decent... Even in this sorry state, you deserve a better death than anything offered by that tiny goblin of a man. They said you're going to build yourself a kingdom. You should probably know that I'm going to have to stop you at some point. Oh, really? Not right now, of course. This is becoming sort of a busy day for me. I think two men just tried to eat me, and my brother is trying to tear my home apart. But I'm sure I can make time to stop a giant bear, or whatever you really are. I look forward to seeing you try, little one. Of course, you'll need to deal with them first. Hmm. That one is going to be trouble. This is getting us nowhere. I can't outrun them, and I can't keep up with a giant bear. And I can't find Merit if he won't let me look for him. Do you think you can find your way out of here? Good. Because I need you to find someone for me. Today's episode featured Cynthia Lohman as Cuckoo Stone, our tales narrator, Amber Collins as Victoria, Louis Pollard as Merritt, Karim Cronfley as Mr. S, David Alt as Mr. I, and Karim Cronfley as Ursa, a.k.a. The Bear. Sound design was created by Davis Walden, our sound designer and the creator of the Viridian Wild podcast. The Viridian Wild is a fantasy adventure audio drama podcast following mythozoologist Sebastian Verwood as he travels the world studying magical creatures. You can find the show at theviridianwild.com, that's V-I-R-I-D-I-A-N, or you can subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. Today's custom score and the new theme song for our show was created by our resident composer, Nico Viteze of We Talk of Dreams. Find Nico at wetalkofdreams.com and streaming on Twitch. Artwork was created by Jeanette Andromeda, illustrator, artist, YouTuber, and all-around amazing human. Find her being creative at JeanetteCreations.com. Our author is Christopher Long. You can find him at CJLongWords.com. Chris has been featured on Victoria's Lift, Shadows at the Door, and The Wicked Library multiple times. More of his work is available on Amazon. Story editor and producer is Daniel Foytek of Ninth Story Studios. That's me. Until next time, keep your music box wound and follow Victoria on Twitter at LiftGuide. Victoria's Lift is a Ninth Story Studios production. All rights reserved. 